Vancouver City Council is preparing to review a slew of new fees on everything from licensing your dog to licensing your business, and some of the proposed hikes are substantial. Revenue from the hikes uh, would mean an extra $15 million, slightly just, just slightly above $15 million, and it would shave off the equivalent of 1.4% property tax increase for the 2024 budget. Now, the city's budget, the overall budget, sits at just under $2 billion, and last year's property tax hike was 10.7%. Uh, and a budget outlook prepared by city staff in June warned that Vancouverites could be on the hook for a 9% property tax hike every year for the next five years if the municipality's financial situation doesn't change. Now, I was on here yesterday talking about uh, taxpayers potentially being nickel and dimed uh, based on this proposal. Sarah Kirby Young, an ABC counselor, uh, was on Jill Bennett's show earlier today. Uh, they talked about a variety of issues. One of them uh, was focused on uh, these proposed fees. Uh, take a listen to Councillor Young's response. We do survey um, pretty substantively around the budget processes uh, for residents and for businesses. And what we see is that there's a lot more willingness to pay fees for services um, as opposed to a broad-based tax increase. So, for example, um, our survey showed that 43% are opposed to a property tax increase, but only 5% of people were opposed to fee increases. Similarly, we saw that 64% of residents and 57% of businesses were more willing to see a fee increase for services they were using than they were to see that broader tax increase. So that we're sort of going from a database perspective and we're trying to be really responsive to what we're hearing from people. And that is uh, Council Sarah Kirby-Young. Now, I do want to reiterate that these are recommendations. They'll be debated over the next uh, week or so before any decision is made. Joining me now is Vancouver City Councillor Pete Fry. Councillor Fry, thank you for joining us. Hi, Jazz. Hello. Uh, I was on a bit of a rant yesterday. I don't know if you heard. Uh, I, was I did look- hear that. <laughs> you did hear that. All right. Well, look, it's a $2 billion budget. My thinking is there's got to be some savings rather than looking at increasing uh, uh, some of these fees. Nickel and diming people think it was, is what I re- refer to it is, can't the council find savings in a $2 billion budget rather than worrying about, let's increase uh, your dog licensing fee? Yeah, and and certainly this this report that we're getting on Wednesday doesn't preclude those options. In fact, the mayor has initiated a budget review task force that's supposed to be reporting back in October with further recommendations. I haven't seen it. I'm not part of that task force review, but I'll certainly be seeing it along with the rest of the public when they come forward in October, and those might illuminate some opportunities to to shave a little bit more off the budget. I think, you know, to your clip with Councillor Kirby Young, that's exactly correct, though, that it, since I've been on council in 2018, every single budget outlook that we've received mm-hmm. has indicated that folks have more preference towards user fees increasing rather than property tax increasing. Now, whether or not that's um, an indication of folks feeling that they don't necessarily use the services that would be seeing the fee increase... Is debatable, but that's the numbers do, do actually bear that out. Uh, I was mentioning there was an initial report in June saying the cost pressures are profound on Vancouver uh, uh, City uh, Council. Uh, you know, one report in June warned that Vancouverites could be on the hook for a nine percent property tax hike every year for the next five years uh, if the municipality's financial situation doesn't change. I know the city does a lot. Uh, you've got lots of employees. There are fixed costs that come with it. But does this not if, if these if this nine percent Every year for the next five years, if that were to be true, does that does that not speak to a structural challenge rather than uh, just a spending one? I mean, you should be looking at. Wait a minute here. The budget says that we're probably spending too much. We've got to get our costs in line, and shouldn't that be the focus? Yeah, um, but I will sort of counter that with with the year before we had a budget outlook that suggested 
2022, mm-hmm. um, we would see increases of 8% a year going to 2026. So the electorate decided to elect ABC with some big promises, with big commitments for even more spending, mm-hmm. when we already knew that we were looking down the barrel of an 8% increase for the next four years. So for it to come out at 9%, shouldn't be a big surprise for anybody because we are adding 100 new police officers, 100 new uh, now entering the world of mental health nursing. Mm -hmm. So those all come with price tags. And and there's a a lot of stuff that was committed to by the ABC council Mm -hmm. and mayor. And they're fulfilling their promises and the commitment to the electorate. But I think it obviously does come with an expectation that it's going to cost money to, to pay for those sort of things. So when we see the increase, it is sort of fulfillment of what they had committed to do. So... Uh, I get where you're coming from there. Uh, I'm curious, though, though, uh, is Vancouver City, the city itself, involved in programs because of downloading from other levels of government? I mean, look at, you know, I think there's daycare subsidy somewhere there as well. Yeah. yeah. Like the city hall shouldn't sure. be in the daycare I mean, business, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, somebody's got to do it. And I mean, case in point, too, that, just, that I just mentioned, the mental health nurse Hires. I can tell you, colleagues from across the province were flabbergasted to think that a municipal government was stepping into the world of healthcare provision because it's never been our, our ballywick or purview. Uh, daycares have been sort of one of those add-ons that we see in a lot of local governments. Approve a new development, include some daycare as sort of part of the community uh, amenity contribution. Or but, the, but there's no fix. Uh, uh, but the city has fixed costs for daycare, do they not? Um, well, a lot of the daycares come as as contributions, contributions, so in kind okay. contributions from developers or that kind of thing, and a lot of them involve this. Don't get me wrong; the city of Vancouver has invested in a lot of, and we have a lot of daycare that are coming down the pipe. And those foregone revenues that could be going into, say, sewers and parks and other things, are instead going into daycare. So it is a it is pulling from one pocket, putting it into the other for sure. Uh, can the city continue the the route the, the, the route it's going right now? When you think whether it's eight percent a year or nine percent, I mean, we used to my old days as a reporter be two or three percent a year. You'd have these debates. You figure out a number, eight, uh, nine. In the case of twenty twenty three, a ten point seven percent property tax increase. Something has to give here. Well, th- this is a struggle for local governments across Canada, and I suspect around North America is. A lot of our infrastructure deficit, we have aging infrastructure that needs to be replaced. We have labor costs that are considerable. We have construction costs and inflationary pressures that are being borne by cities. And we're increasingly getting more asks of our populace and more downloading from senior governments that we're having to find ways to pay for. And of course, local governments are limited in our revenue sources to basically property tax or mm-hmm. fees. So when we see this fee uh, component being introduced, and I think some of it's a bit frustrating for folks. I, I have a dog. I don't necessarily want to pay extra for my dog license. And, I'm, you know, and I think folks would rightly, and the questions I'll be asking are, what values are we bringing to this equation? Because when we talk about permits and, and contractors and all those kind of pieces, we hear a lot of frustration from contractors that they can't get their permits processed fast enough. So hopefully we will also be hearing, and that's what I'll be asking, is how are we improving service along with these increased fees. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think not a lot of people are going to be losing sleep over the increased fees for Airbnb, frankly. I think the short-term rental file we've seen, you know, in my in my five years on council now, every business license sharing I've attended has been a short-term rental operator who's been caught flagrantly violating the rules of the short-term rentals, mm-hmm. uh, and egregiously so, and trying to plead their case. And I'll tell you, those business license sharings, it takes 
you know, we've got a lawyer, we've got two staff, we've got three counselors, two clerks. We have a full house to attend to this one Airbnb operator that feels they are above the law. Mm-hmm. And and so some of that increase in the fees, I think $109 a year for an Airbnb license was far too low. And I think this will help offset some of the impacts that we're paying for. Uh, I wouldn't disagree with you on the Airbnb. I, I don't lose any sleep on those types of individuals. I think you're right. But uh, there's a lot of other ones that I think people are going to go, wait a minute here. And you raise some of them in the issue issue uh, of just getting housing built, uh, small businesses and that, that sort. Folks, give me a call on the open line. We are speaking to Vancouver Councillor Pete Fry. We're talking about a recommendation from city staff uh, that there be an increase in a variety of fees uh, in Vancouver, uh, from licensing your dog to licensing your business, uh, and some of the proposed hikes, uh, some have argued, are uh, are substantial. Uh, trades and contracting licensing fees uh, increase from one seventy one to two and two hundred seven, respectively, to three hundred and forty. Uh, so there's lots of uh, little increases here, and it'll, like I said, it'll raise about fifteen million dollars. Some have argued, find the savings in a two billion dollar uh, budget. Call me on the open line. Do want to hear from you? Six zero four. 280-9898, star 9898 on your cell phone. Uh, let's go to the open line. Let's go to Doug in Langley. Hi, Doug. Hi, Jazz. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm, I'm with you on the Airbnb. Now, I think if you if you do this properly, you can not only raise revenue, but you can also put a lot of units on uh, for long-term housing. Raise the fee to five grand a year or ten grand a year. For, um, for Air, Airbnb, it, for short-term rentals. For, for short-term rentals, if, if it's ten grand a year and somebody still wants to do the Airbnb, the city gets a ton of dough. But if these people go too expensive, I'd rather rent to a long-term tenant. Mm-hmm. You, saw, you saw some of the, the rental crisis, mm-hmm. and it doesn't cost the city a nickel. Doug's got a good point there, Pete. I mean, uh, we're cherry-picking fee increases now, but I, I, no one really has any sympathy for Airbnb and those operators. Uh, could you see something like that happening? You know, we've had the conversation since I've been elected, and I've been pushing for some kind of Airbnb reform. The challenge that staff have articulated and the concern they've had with raising the license fee in the past was that it would drive people underground. And indeed, that we know that there's Airbnb is the only one, actually, the only short-term rental company that has an MOU with the city of Vancouver. And will sort of share data with us. The others don't. And we know that there's a very robust uh, um, short-term rental operation on WeChat in, in, that's not in English at all. Mm-hmm. And we're not tracking that. So there's, the, the, I guess the concern is if we, if we go too hard on the short-term rental licensing fee, people will just go underground and they'll just do it with other means and it will become less safe, harder for us to enforce mm-hmm. um, and, and create a whole new kind of underground economy. And generally, as you know, I don't like the fee increases, but even 450 seems low to me. I'd like to see a little bit more because, I, you know, you hear people renting an apartment for 3000 a month uh, and then with Airbnb, they can make 4500 So they're clearing 1500 per apartment that they're renting. They could be renting four of them, right? Oh, yeah. No, I don't think you can get an Airbnb in Vancouver for less than 150 bucks a night. So, yeah. I mean, and that's at the very low end. I think most of them are around 300 bucks a night. So this is just the cost of doing business. Mm -hmm. I I don't disagree, and that's certainly something that I think that will come up in conversation on Wednesday. Okay. Uh, Doug, thanks for your call. Let's go to Clayton in Vancouver. Hi, Clayton. Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I think um, increasing fees is a a much better idea than just flat-out increasing land taxes. But I think before we get too constrained by our budgetary worries. I think it's more important that we actually break down the budget and find the waste. I mean, it doesn't take a brainiac to drive around and see, you know, 
city workers. There's 14 of them digging a hole. There, it doesn't take a brainiac to figure out that <clears throat> all of the parking revenues, where are they going? Where are some of the eco fees going? Where are, where are some of the levies going? Where are they actually going? And what's being wasted? What's necessary? Is it necessary for the municipality to have daycare? Is it necessary for them to provide health care? Absolutely not. Infrastructure, services, water, sewer, that's necessary. Every, every house in Vancouver is on a combined sewer. It's not even been separated. And there's no plan to separate them. Clayton, it's thank you. Ridiculous. Thanks for your call, my friend. Appreciate it. Got the point. Um, you know, I think he raises a very good point. I don't think the city, and I don't mean this to be just Vancouver, but... Uh, I think cities generally really need to provide a breakdown. And I know you send one out probably every year like most municipalities do in regards to where money goes, but perhaps it's not being articulated very well to residents, taxpayers, saying, look, this is where the money is going and get it and have that conversation about should you be in the daycare business? Should you be in some of the things that you're providing? Well, and, and we do provide a pretty robust budget book that looks at a lot of this stuff. I will say that we hear from lots of folks who think that we should be in the daycare business. And a lot of parents mm-hmm. who are really struggling in the city of Vancouver, they work here, they live here. And they're struggling with daycare for their kids. So yeah. they're asking us for that. So that is something. Uh, we are doing combined sewer separation right now. That's an active thing that's been going on for years in the city of Vancouver. Um, and I want to also add that the mayor has initiated this budget task force review with some pretty high-profile players. Uh, Bridget Anderson from the Board of Trade, Joy McPhail, former NDP MLA. They're all at the table working on 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 the exact thing that I think Clayton was sort of getting at is yeah. looking for where there may be some opportunities to, to rein in some of the budget pieces. And we'll see what that looks like when it comes back in, in September or October. Well, I look forward to the debate next week on, on this fee issue. Uh, I really appreciate you coming in and taking some calls for us as well. Thank hey, you so much. Totally pleasure.